The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across me is the one, the only, the beast from the not-so-far East, Tammy, the Gur Underwood. Hey, Tam. Hi, everybody. Why do you always sound so nice when we know that you're mean as shit? I am nice to everybody except you. That makes a lot of sense. And talk more into your mic. You did good on the last I, episode. No, I, I just was being low. I I am talking directly into Mike, but okay. um, no, I'm nice to everybody but you because you know you're kind of mean to me. I'm a sweetheart. Uh, I support your hobby of being a hooker. <laughs> That's why you're mean to me. Taking coupons for you know for services for stores that are closed like Bed Bath and Beyond and Toys R Us. And Bernie, I'm not mad at you anymore until you make another stupid joke about Scott calling me a hooker. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I love Bernie, man. I know. When I give him that dirty look, he's like, what? I go, you know what you did. (laughs) But yeah. Oh, man. That's good times. That's good times. Good times. Good times. Love me. I do love Bernie. He's (laughs) awesome. Um, But yeah, so uh, we were going to cover this uh, today's... Oh, before we get started, want to plug the show... um, Next Saturday, August 12th at Montevilla Station, the guys will be playing 9 p.m. on Northeast 80th Avenue in Portland. Oh, it's only 9 to midnight. That's only a three-hour show. Okay, yeah. cool. So be, if you're local to this area, come down, see the band, say hi to Scott, and again, he will let you touch his pee-pee. Open to the public. Open to everybody. That, that, that invitation is open to male and female. 21 but- and over, no cover. Except for her, except for her over there. Who, me? No, the really homely one. Oh, oh, the coffee goddess? No, no. The homely one. There's always a homely chick that shows up to every show. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm like, her over there, I'm like, there's only two hers here. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to call you two fucking uh, homely, and we're just getting stabbed by either one of you fucking psychos. Oh, I wouldn't stab you, honey. I would just smother you with a pillow. Jesus fucking Christ. I just hate it. I hate all of you. That's it. Let's get into the goddamn show. (laughs) No, love you dearly. But anyways, I, d- I had to plug the show because, you know, we haven't been doing that and I want everybody to come see us. See you. Talk to me. See you. Because um, I'm fabulous. Yes. No. Matt is fabulous. It's so, raining so men. Papa Hallelujah. John is fabulous. Tony's amazing. You, not so much. <laughs> love you. Yeah, whatever. Get not to the so fucking much. update. Okay. Anyways, we're going to cover this in the last episode, but the last episode took, you know, weird turns. Um, But... Today we're going to actually give you an update on the um, Idaho 4 case out of Moscow, Idaho, where the four college students were murdered and they have arrested uh, an alleged suspect by the name of Brian Koberger. But this case is one of the most intensely bizarre, freaky cases I have ever researched and it's like... Very entertaining to me, actually. There, Brian was mind his own business. It, pretty much, I believe that's exactly what was happening. Dressed, when in, he nip, got, yeah. dressed, dressed in nipple tassels and a kilt, petting <laughs> a kitty cat. When the freaking police rolled up and said, "You on the ground? On the ground? Quit, you, rub, quit rubbing murder butt, suspect on the ground. Quit rubbing butter on your nipples. <laughs> ew. Taking you to jail. You're not a piece of toast. Ew, ew, ew. So, anyways, I have been. Um, I have found some more information on this case that is very, very interesting. The first one is I saw, I actually watched a YouTube video of somebody who received a private email between, and mind you, this murder happened back in November. Remember? Yep. No shave November. Yes. November of 2022. So as of right now, it is. I think this video posted late July, so December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, eight months later, okay? Yes, I did count on my fingers, by the way. Um, Eight months later, there was a private email between the college who owned the house that they lived in, by the way, and a cleaning company that would go in and clean out everything before the house is demolished, because they're going to demolish that house. Okay. You know, which I can understand after four brutal murders. I wouldn't want to live there because it's probably haunted as fuck. I would live there. 
I know you would because it's probably haunted as fuck now. No, because there's <laughs> a good chance of one of those hot chicks coming back as a ghost going, I need some, some. Scott's getting a ghostly blowjob. Oh, my God. I mean, is that wrong? Is that wrong to say that on the show? That kind of is a little oh. bit bad. But, hey, they were very beautiful girls. I wonder if they like popsicles. Hey, little girl, I guess. But he like, but hey, Herbert the pervert like little boys. So there you go. He'd be after the boyfriend. <laughs> actually, actually, one of my favorite lines from Herbert the pervert is uh, there was an episode that was a murder mystery and it had James Woods in it, and okay. uh, the lights go out and somebody dies, and then Herbert the pervert, everybody's freaking out. Herbert jumps up, and says, "Everybody but Chris, keep your pants on." <laughs> I the first time I heard that, I literally laughed so hard I damn near peed. I farted. It scared the hell out of myself. Like, I was dying. I was just dying. It was the funniest thing. Everybody but Chris, keep your pants on. Dude, I I literally, I mean, because I used to only watch random episodes of Family Guy or random clips that my son would send me, you know, like the Asian woman. I'll be as untouched as an Asian woman's blinker. And then it cuts to the Asian woman. How much warning I give to go across four lanes? None. Okay. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> I thought that one was hilarious, too. Hilarious. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So true. Now I'm thinking about the little... The, the, I've had conversations even recently with people about the little old ladies driving. And why is it that old women never drive a small car? It's never like a little Honda Civic or something like that. It's always some land yacht. And all you see is like white or blue hair and white knuckles. Dude, yeah, they always drive those big ass sedans. Yeah. yeah. It's like a the love boat. And it's <laughs> fucking, I'm in the slow lane. I better do 35 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone. No, totes my goats, yo. Totes my goats. Swerving all around so you don't dare pass this unless you're Unless you're my best friend's mom who was Korean and she would literally, she had a sedan, but it was a mid-sized one. And she could barely see over the steering wheel because she was short. I mean, and I loved her to death. And Kitty couldn't understand why I loved her so much. But she loved me, too, which is I'm like the only friend Kitty's ever had that she's liked. Um, But anyway, she would drive this car and literally she would she wanted to turn left. Stopped at a green light. Did not go. But when the light turned red, she went. And was, like, looking at everybody who was, like, driving uh, on the green light, like, what are you doing? And Kitty goes, um, Mom, you just turned on a red. She goes, I know, but I didn't want to wait. Good it's luck, like, everybody else. Good luck, everybody else. But what I thought was funny is, like, shortly after her mom passed away, I think. It was either after she passed away or while she was still living in, before she passed away, she was living in Colorado. I, I literally saw, it, you know, when on, um... Right off Murray and Cornell. I was on Cornell mm-hmm. right off Murray where it's four lanes plus that middle refuge right. lane. Right, right, right. Which, everybody, that's what it's called. It's a refuge lane. Um, so there was that. And this woman literally went from the right-hand lane and did a U-turn to the opposite far lane on the other side of the road. So she crossed literally five lanes to get over there in a U-turn. And I go, Kitty, you'll never guess what I just saw. And she goes... Is my mom back in town? <laughs> I laugh so hard because it's true. Her mom would have done something like that. So anyway, That's fucking hilarious. I love that. Yeah. So um, where was I with this whole thing? Just as a reference point, everybody, my voice is still. Oh, yeah. Up. That's where we so. were at. The Herbert, the guy. Yes. But I just recently started watching them all again. And they are hilarious. And I love what's his name. Um, the guy who's in love with the wife. Oh, Quagmire? Quagmire, yeah. Love him. There's an episode where it has him and Peter uh, in the Navy on a ship, and Quagmire drops his pants. Tell me, does this look like a cue to you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Horrible. But, yeah, so let's talk about this Brian Koberger case, okay? All right. He's not as cute as the Asian chicks, but all right. Not as cute as the Asian chicks or the old Asian drivers, women drivers, but, yeah. Good luck, Brian Koberger. (laughs) I know, right? So, anyways, this email is a private email between a cleaning company and the college. And during the email, I mean, I don't have it quoted because I didn't, like, write it all down like I did this other part of it. But at some point, the person, the cleaning company emailed the college and said that they had come across a pair of uh, sweatshirt and a pair of sweatpants that were affected. 
That was, quotes affected. That's what women have said. Oh, and I said infected with me yes. when I pulled out. Never mind. Yes. My bad. Well, yes. that was before I came back. Or was it injected? I don't know. It was injected or something like that. But they're just letting yeah. everybody know that I am baby safe with a vasectomy and STD free. I was going to say, because if you were infected, then you wouldn't be STD free. So That's right. I came go. back clean of any STDs. That's right. All you girls out there who are 16. I mean, 18. Um. Now, thank you, everybody. Now you all know what I go through on a daily basis. <laughs> um, I focus on your mom a lot. That and the eighteen year—I mean, the the sixteen—I mean, eighteen-year-old Asian <laughs> girls—and yeah, I get it all. And your mom sending me all Snapchats of, of her boobs. My mom does not do mm. Snapchat. She reminds me of Campbell's soup because she's mm good. My mom does not know how to do Snapchat. Oh, she's been hiding some things from you and your this, sister. You know what? Then she has to have a private phone that nobody has ever seen because she doesn't have Snapchat on her phone. I looked. No, here's what we do. Because I told her how to do this. She she has her password and her, and her login information. She deletes the app after her and I have a little loving time on Snapchat. And then she op- then she downloads it again. Just and reinstalls it, hooks it back up, and she goes, hey, That means she would have to remember her username and password, and I know that's not happening. Oh, she's got it written down. She just has it hidden. And she says, how do you like this cooter shot? And I'm like, mm, cooterlicious. Give me that clam chowder. Your bowl of love. Joel, <laughs> call me, please. Like, sh- call me, Joel. I should be resting my Joel. voice right now because of the show tomorrow, but fucking, I can't. I got to talk about your hot mom. Joel, I'm begging you, call me, Joel. Especially when we're spooning and I'm the big spoon. Although, the friend you think is afraid of you might not be so much. Nah. <laughs> so, there you have it. Maybe, Come at me, bro. Maybe him and me and Joel could, like, do something drastic to you. Like a weird-ass porn? No, like a weird, vicious prank. No, I don't think so. I ain't worried. I ain't a scared of you. Oh, you will be. (laughs) I'm going to get you one of these days, damn you. And your little dog, too. That's right. (laughs) Get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Um, Anyways, so the email says that they found the sweatshirt and sweatpants that were affected, in quotes. Then the college message email back saying to put them in a box and label them so the place emailed back saying that they put the affected clothing in a box and labeled it affected and put it in a back bedroom now granted there's no way to know what quote unquote affected means but apparently, from my understanding, and don't quote me on this because I did not have time to completely research it, but apparently cleaning companies like this who do biohazard refer to biohazard waste as affected. So therefore, a sweatshirt and a pair of sweatpants that have, might have blood on them, why are they still in the house nine month, eight months later, eight, nine months later, with when when you think the police would have collected that you would think but i'm telling you man these smell like moscow and Kellogg. i'm just i'm finding out their law enforcement might not be up to snuff y'all need to really call in the south y'all really need to be calling rochester pd like get your shit together man call rochester pd they'll help you motherfuckers out yeah well and my whole thing is like you would think that any any bloody clothing would have been collected by the authorities to be tested because what's to say that if Brian Koberger is the killer, that some of that blood on those items are not his, which would prove his DNA in the house. The thing is, is like, <clears throat> if you think about logically, mm-hmm. like I said, y'all bear with me because I'm fucking dying now. You have Gotta to be logical shit. because, I mean. I just feel like shit. Anyway. What killer is going to stalk in there in in uh, was it is uh, a, a baklava? You know the fucking hoodie. Mm-hmm. A baklava or th- bak- Yeah, it's a it's baklava. You're right. Baklava is a, yes. I I realized that as soon as I said it, that I was wrong. Tasty treat from my homeland, and man. It's from very Greece. delicious. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, and and be all clandestine. Mm-hmm. Look another possible victim right in the face and go no, no. and walk away. Walk right on by her. And, and let her shut the door. And then strip off your clothes mm-hmm. and leave them behind. Right, right. To run out of that. None of that makes sense. Not even in, I, I watch a lot of B-rated horror flicks. That yeah. doesn't even happen in my messed up that, B-rated yeah, low-budget horror flicks. Yeah, that doesn't even happen in the stupid like TV crime shows either. Right, right, right. Or right, the right. dumbest criminal true crime crap. 
Yeah, it's freaking retarded. Yeah, because there was no blood in his vehicle, which means he did not get in that vehicle with any of the clothes that he allegedly murdered the people in. Right? Um, so, you know, and then I want to get in. So that was a questionable thing that happened with that new information that came out with this case. You know, so if they were bloody clothing or soiled clothing in any way, why did the police not gather them? You know, and you, to put them into evidence. Because right now that evidence is tainted because it hasn't been preserved. <laughs> she said taint. Oh, dear God. Do you have to make everything dirty? Yes, you do. You're stuck. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That taint no good? <laughs> yeah, no, because it's, it's been too... Love. It hasn't been preserved. And shut up! I'm trying to talk. About your taint? No, about the tainted evidence. The old I hate even saying it now. Thanks, Scott. Hairy Thanks, for ass taint. Thanks for ruining another word for me. Wait a minute. You haven't, gone to, you haven't gone to see our waxer. I bet you that's a fucking overgrown fucking jungle trail now. Probably. Because I do do the butt strip. I miss it's a goddamn my jungle strip. book. I bet you. Uh, it's not a jungle book. Baloo is singing down there, you know, or that, that freaking monkey. I want to walk like you. Be like you. Ooh, ooh. I hate you. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mowgli. Walk like a man. Talk like anyway. That wasn't in the movie, dumbass. I know it wasn't, but I, that's just what I thought of. Um. Anyways, um. so now here is where we're at also. Apparently, there are several upcoming hearings scheduled on the case of the state of Idaho versus Brian Koberger. Now the hamburger, <laughs> the hamburger. So apparently, and I'm going to get into this in a mi- further in a minute. Is Brian Koberger's? We have to remember, no, all throughout this entire thing, Brian Koberger has not said shit. Smart guy, except for I want an, an attorney. I want an attorney. And I will be exonerated, basically. I did not do this. I will be exonerated. And I want an attorney. That's all he said. Good. Okay? The smart Since guy. Since then, he has not said anything else. He has not shown any emotion or outbursts or anything in the in the jail, in the holding cells, in the courtroom, anywhere. He doesn't speak to any of the other inmates. He doesn't speak to the officers. He only talks to his attorneys. Now, this is something we tell you all to do. No matter what, don't say shit because they will twist your words and use it against you. That's why what you say can and will be used against you is a fact. And he is a criminal justice major. He knows what to do. So, what he's doing is what everybody should do in a case, in any kind of criminal case, period. Now, that being said, the defense has repeatedly, and by repeatedly, I mean like at least three times that I know of, asked for discovery evidence, and they have not been given anything. Okay? That being said... Um, Brian Koberger is fighting right now because his rights as an American citizen or a person facing criminal charges in the United States, his civil rights are being violated too specifically. Number one, with all of the media attention this case is getting, his right to be innocent until proven guilty by a court of law or a jury of his peers is being violated. With all the attention and all the crap that's going on with this case, it'll be they will have to probably um, change a venue to Canada, Mexico, or Russia because there's no way they're going to find an unbiased jury anywhere in the United States right now. No, I agree. I agree. So he and with people like and I will say her name, Nancy fucking Grace. And several other commentators on true crime, it, they have literally proven him guilty in a court of public opinion, and that taints any potential. I said it again, but that taints any potential know, jury pool against him because there's no way nobody in the U.S. has not heard of this unless they live in a 
under a rock. Or they don't have a taint. Or they don't have a TV. <laughs> They'll, you know what they'll probably have to do? Is go to the Amish country and find dream members. <laughs> Honestly, that's what they're going to have to do. Oh, that scared me. Um, I'm so scared. Then also, another one of his major civil rights that's being violated is his right to have any evidence against him pro- produced so that he can build a defense. He has a right to know what they have against him it to, to face his accusers and to build a defense. And he's being denied that right. He was arrested in December. It was This is, again, July when this, video, this YouTube video was released. He has still not found... Been give, the defense team has still not been given any evidence that against you know the, against that the prosecution has against their client so they have they are not able to build a defense right 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 and i'm sorry you have every every <laughs> def, anybody on a defense in the court of law in america has a right to face their accusers and know what evidence is against them because they have a right to build a defense around that and so there you have it now the only bit of evidence that has been really has been given over to the defense team is questionable at best. Number one is that video that shows a white four-door sedan that is allegedly a white Hyundai Elantra. Now, they there's no more you can't really see any markings in that video. So you don't know for sure if it is. And if it is a white Hyundai Elantra, there's nothing showing that it was even his car or he was driving it. But there is something that shows that it wasn't his car. And we brought right, this up that's before. What yeah, that's what I was going to get into. I was going to say, however, that I don't believe it's his car because, A, in the video, you can clearly see either sun or moonroof. And when he was arrested, his white Hyundai Elantra did not have that feature. Transformers. Well, I'm just saying he didn't have enough time to really um, take it into a body shop and get it modified. You know, and there's no record that he did. So I don't believe that it was his car if it was a white Hyundai Elantra. Okay? There's that. And then don't you remember when they made a big deal and put it on the news that he had left his car here in Eugene? Yeah, but then they said, no, it was just abandoned by a homeless dude. Yeah, it's like, okay, so, yeah, so you were off track there, right? Now, there's also, at some point during the night, whether it's, oh, no, at some point during the night... Brian Koberger's phone was shut off after it allegedly pinged in the area. Now, keep in mind, he was a DoorDash driver. From what I've, uh, my understanding, he was a DoorDash driver. I'm not going to say that's true or not. I'm just saying allegedly because I've heard it from several sources that he is, was. And so after pings in the area, allegedly it was shut, uh, supposedly it was shut off after that, right? For some time. However, here is my question. And it was also posed by the guy in the video. Again, I'm, I'm actually kind of going to quote him here because I believe it's a very valid question. Is his phone the only phone in that area that was shut off during that time? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't know about you. Some people shut their phone off at night. So that they are not disturbed. Uh, I'm always disturbed. I still put mine on silent. Well, I, d- I do put mine on silent sometimes, like if I really need to get some sleep. But normally, you know, I keep it on because oh, mine goes on silent whenever I'm texting your mom or when you I'm keep it on silent almost ninety percent of the day. Especially when I'm snuggling next oh, to your mom. Joel, call me. Call me now, Joel. Her bare butt against Joel. Mm. Paging Joel. Joel Bathazar. Please call Tammy Underwood. She's like Joel Pyramid. Balthazar. She tastes great and she's less filling. Joel Balthazar. <laughs> um, so you know what I'm saying? That I mean, it is a very valid question. You cannot tell me that Brian Koberger's phone is the only one that was ever shut off in that area that night. 
period. So how is that evidence against him? Well, it's him? fucking lame to begin with. Like, that, that's it. We know it's him because he shut his phone off. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, I knew Scott did it because... And apparently that might have been his car. You can't see the license plate in yeah. the video. You can't see nothing. Scott did it because he made a Mexican grilled cheese sandwich. Or a Mexican sandwich, period. That's right. You know, with the hard, crunchy outer shell that you have to cook and stuff it full of stuff. Mexican it's shaped sandwich. Shaped like a U. Shaped like a U, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, let's don't, let's start talking about this knife sheath that has touch DNA, which, mind you, is transferable. So it is rarely used in a court of law to prove, you know, as DNA evidence. Now, here's the thing about that knife sheath with touch DNA. It looks like it was strategically placed under the body of one of those victims. It probably was. This whole thing is being built on circumstantial evidence. And uh, I've, I've, I've actually said that since the very fucking beginning. Yeah. It's also um, looking more and more by the lack of prosecution cooperation to hand over the discovery evidence that it's looking more and more like a police cover-up. And there's a theory out there that it was a nephew of one of the lead detectives well, I can who was possibly that. guilty of this crime. Probably was a little fucking asshole. A little freaking small town Idahoan. That's right. Speak more into your mic, though. Your signal was, is going to shit. I, was, I would turn away to take a drink. I Leave thought, me alone. I thought the song went, turn around. <sighs> Never mind. I, I went to go take a drink. Um. Anyways... Now, let's also discuss that Dylan and Bethany were basically ignored in this whole quote-unquote investigation, okay? People get very defensive if you even can, you know, because they are really considered quote-unquote survivors in this. In survivor show, I think these okay. two assholes did it. But, again... Let's ask another question, and this is a question that the YouTuber asked. Would you be just as defensive if they're of their actions and like refer to them as survivors if they were male? Or ugly. Okay. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like if they were right. super homely, they'd be a gal, yeah, that ugly bitch today. But this is stupid. The whole story's stupid. There's no serial killer out there. That looks another possible victim dead in the eyes and goes, no, close the door. It's cool. Or even any mass murderer. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. They're not going to leave a potential witness behind. And if it is allegedly Brian Kohlberger, who apparently stalked the house for so much long and knew the routines and knew how many people were in that house, he would know that Dylan and Bethany were there. Correct. 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 Thank you. Um, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I know. Then around, this is another bit of evidence, I mean, another little bit of information that came out that is very questionable because in any state, um, in order to prove whether they should go ahead with formal charges in a court, of a criminal court, um, they either there are two ways to do it. Number one is they have to have a preliminary hearing to lay out all the evidence at that time to the judge, and the judge decides whether to move forward with charges, as in there's enough that you could possibly try him and you know in court if it's you called can. the grand jury. No, this is a preliminary hearing. It's oh, not a grand jury. Gotcha. Okay. This is in front of the judge only. Gotcha. Now. The second way is a dance contest. Yeah, that's it. They're they going to beat some, it, beat it. No, they put on some Bee Gees. Everybody knows that. A little disco <laughs> inferno. And they dance it out. And if you're a good enough dancer, they go, yeah, we're going to prosecute. If not, they go, oof. Sorry, man. You need to work on your disco moves, buddy. You're, you're, disco is dead, Scott. Your bell bottoms disco were all, is dead. Your bell bottoms were all fucked up. You didn't boogie fever. You didn't do the cowboy, the lasso, nothing. And they kick you out of the courtroom. Do you know that, isn't it Video Killed the Radio Star? Yep. <laughs> Disco's dead. Disco's not dead. It was a Disco Inferno. Disco's still alive in my house. I'm going <laughs> to put on my John Travolta <laughs> wig. 
and your and like bell bottom pants and bell your bottoms. leather vest and your my leisure suit. Yeah, yeah, and your like platform shoes. Damn right, man. I would then love I'm to be see going you burning, in that, burning, like, disco inferno, disco inferno. That's my I plan. I would love to see you in that. <laughs> Stand Stand. Okay. Anyways, now, so the second way to move forward with criminal charges without the preliminary hearing is to go in front of a grand jury. And grand jury uh, testimony and evidence is all secret. They do not have to show what was presented to the grand jury for the grand jury to decide to press formal charges. Just like when I go over to the high school, it's <laughs> our secret too. It's our little secret, Chris. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I started horrible. thinking of your cousin now. I know. You said Chris, I'm all. I know. Really? Right? Tell me more. <laughs> Everybody but Chris Parson, keep your pants on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I'm so sorry. Get over here with your big old beardy beard, you <laughs> sexy bastard. Chris, I Chris, my suit. Do you like popsicles? <laughs> you know what's really funny is his wife's probably laughing at you right now, too. <laughs> She's Chris amazing. Is, Chris's wife, get out of my way, you dumb bitch. I want Chris. Come here, you sexy beast. I told you that I tell you that I yelled at him when I was in Iowa because he didn't tell me he, he didn't text me or email me or anything to let me know he's getting married. He goes, I posted on Facebook. I said, I don't do Facebook and I'm more important than Facebook. <laughs> Chris, I should know. Chris can parsoon. Chris can parsoon me any day. His name is Persoon, not Parsoon. I said how I said him <laughs> and I can spoon it for him. Chris, I'll be the little spoon. Anywho, <laughs> I want to feel your beard on my back, Chris. You're so bad. Can Stop I, it. Can I get a cord out of your pocket? Oh God, I feel so bad for my family. <laughs> like, literally, I feel bad for every member in my family. Yeah, me too. They're related <laughs> to you. No, they're <laughs> all subject to you now. <laughs> I apologize, people. I did not know what I was getting into when I started this whole thing with him. She didn't even know that Chris wants to cord it in my pocket. Shut up. Anyways, so, th so therefore, like I said, the grand jury indictment is secret. It's a very odd coincidence that the grand jury indictment in this case, which is secret, came down right before Bethany was set to present exculpatory evidence in a preliminary hearing in front of the judge. It's like they purposely did not want her to have to give her testimony. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. You know, it was like it was strategically planned that way. Now, um, again, Brian Koberger has always stood silent. Um, Good job there, Hamburger. <laughs> you're so dumb. Rubble, rubble. Everybody, all news media outlets, true crime commentators, a shit ton of podcasters, and... By shit ton of podcasters, the ones that like the I'm talking, I'm referring to the ones that only like report what national media is saying, which we all know is 90% false this because they don't really give a shit. They will take one aspect and run with it. Nine times out of ten, it's wrong. See that, Chris Barsu? Um, I love you more than the media does. Now come over here getting my bitch, you, know, you sexy bastard. All of us pursuants hate it when people mispronounce our last name. I do it on purpose. I know you do. Because I'm a dick. I know you are. I'm just saying it's a big as a pet peeve because it's like it literally is spelled how it sounds. Per soon. I thought your last name was Baboon. Mal, my last name is Underwood, but I'm a pursuant by birth. You're, I mean, you're a baboon by birth. My mom's maiden name is Pursuit. And shut <laughs> up. Am I a swatch or a baboon? Or, you know what? You're the one that flings poo. Don't talk to me like that. I'm over here not feeling good. Minding and drinking, your own business. Minding my own business and drinking copious amounts of booze. So, Because, you know, it helps the healing process. Is that what booze does? And it makes me think of your cousin Chris. Oh, my God. I am so sorry, Chris. Oh, my God. So, anyways, so all of them, like I said, by people, I'm talking about, you know, the Nancy Graces out there, the podcasters that only report the media and the media that think that everything that, you know, the three pieces of 
um, circumstantial evidence are like dead set in the wall. Yeah, like the, the holy grail. Worthy. Yeah. yeah, it's like the fucking holy grail, and it's not. Yeah. It's, it's three. It's it's called circumstantial evidence for a reason because it's circumstantial. You dumbasses. Yeah, dumb like if they were going off those three items alone, there is no jury bias. Well, except for a biased jury, which there that's the only thing you're going to find now. Um, whatever convict him in the court of law. Speaking of that, whenever Chris marries me, you can buy us some toys. Don't you mean lube? I got lube, honey. <laughs> I know, you're so nasty. A whole pallet of it in his bedroom. No shit. <laughs> I don't know what that kid is. Uh, <laughs> it? We, we, we know he's got stock in the lube company. That's why I can't Anyways. buy any anymore. They said, we already sent it to your house. I got like a bottle and it's not even that big. And they're like, Sir, don't lie to us. You ordered five truckloads full. That's why I'm running out of room in this place. <laughs> That's why there's no room to sit anywhere. Yeah, fucking lube everywhere. 55 gallon drums. <laughs> That's what all them boxes are. Anyways, so these people say that his silence is for nefarious reasons, but they are strategic, and we talked about that. It seems like this case. Literally stemmed, I mean, move forward on Brian with Brian Koberger's arrest because one person, um, uh, one person claimed that Brian Koberger was or is the killer. So from like, so he was like, he did it, right? Well, I'm going to explain how the media works. Well, let me just say this okay, real quick, and then no, you can. So from that point on the authorities have they arrested him and they are doing everything in their power to build a case against him but if you look at the facts and everything and not just at the circumstantial evidence and the third party claims of nobody who was there that most of these things are not adding up nothing is adding up in this case you know, because she allegedly froze for nine hours, but she called all of her roommates and got through to one. Yeah, the whole thing's stupid. But and yeah, and then called a friend to come over instead of calling the police. So yeah, nothing's adding up. Here's how the media works, folks. And let me just, in case you're in another country, you know, you, it might work the same years. I don't know. So let's say that Brian Koberger did say absolutely anything. Let's let's give you something innocuous. Like, I like to eat breakfast on Saturday mornings. Here's what the media will do to it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Brian Goberger likes to eat eggs and bacon on Saturday mornings every Saturday. And that's when he plotted the death of four yeah. innocent victims. Where he was looking, and he was sitting at the table, and he was looking mm-hmm. at this knife that he has, which is called a K-bar. And the sheath of which he touched when he was plotting the death of these four innocent people. And I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. That's not even yeah. over-exaggerating. That's no. what they do. Every it, they'll take something so innocuous. Yeah, and you can't find the murder weapon because he stashed it or disposed of it. Nobody knows where. And then you have these experts going, "Well, Chuck, the reason why you can't find that murder weapon is obviously Mr. Koberger is a master of espionage and yep. being able to dispose of the murder weapon. That's obvious because, because of, he's a criminal justice major. Exactly, yeah. and that's exactly what they'll say mm-hmm. every fucking time. Yep. When the truth is, the only part of that statement that would be factual is. That he likes to have breakfast on Saturday mornings. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but people will throw out, like, Nancy Grace is the same thing. She throws out oh, 10,000 totally. 10, possibilities that can happen. And eventually one will stick. And she'll, See, I called it. Well, yeah. If you call out every eventuality mm-hmm. that could happen in a situation, every single one of them, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to... You're going to hit one right out of every 10,000. I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's, that's the numbers the, game. That's odds. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, you're working the odds against you. You're, yeah. not, you're not an expert. You're a dumbass that just worked the odds, you mm-hmm. dipshit. And some of the panelists she has on are even worse. It's like, oh They crack me up because they do exactly what I, what I said. Mm-hmm. They, they really, yeah. I've noticed this on a lot, of, a lot of shows, is that they will have a quote-unquote expert. However, they're not an expert on what they're talking about. Um, like, uh, Bill Smith over here is an expert on cockroaches and their breeding <laughs> cycles. What do, what do you say, Bill? Well, it's obvious that he took that knife and stabbed them all yeah. in a fit of rage <laughs> and then threw it like a ninja and hit uh, this guy over here in the shoulder, but that wasn't good enough, so he was like, lickety-quick, and then he cut his throat. It's like, you're, not an, you're an expert on cockroach breeding. You're not an expert mm-hmm. on 
anything else. But mm-hmm. they'll lead with that. He's an expert. Totally. So that's that's the key word that they mm-hmm. get. Is he's an expert. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, that that's what I'm getting into. It's just make nothing is adding up. And you know what? Um, granted, our theories are alleged. We're not going to say, you know, we know all the facts because we don't. Nobody does. I do. I am an expert on music theory and writing music. So Uh, therefore. Obviously, since I am an expert, (laughs) you know, I I know everything uh, about Mm -hmm. criminality, criminology, and uh, and how to properly identify this with my master's degree in music. Nothing has to do with anything with law enforcement. That's right. I think that Mr. Koberger is like a phantom and knows David Copperfield tricks, so he walked through some walls. But, you know, you can't just pull your bloody clothes to the wall, so he had to, you know, it shed right there. And he left them behind, left and the cops behind. left those behind, and right. he didn't collect them. Well, yeah. because mm-hmm. the, the, the clothes were still invisible, and uh-huh. he got into his magical hovercraft, yes. and he went to the planet of Zark. Yes, pretty much. Because I'm an expert. Yes. And I'm an expert in useless trivia, according to some people, like Jen Dahl, because she doesn't understand how I win at that trivia game on Facebook all the time. <laughs> she goes, how do you know all those answers? I said, because I'm, I'm I'm, I know all useless trivia. Um, <laughs> you know, no, so... Like I said, we don't claim to be experts on this. We don't claim that what everything is, you know, that we know all the facts because nobody knows all the facts. The defense doesn't even know any of the facts. The murder victims don't even know the fucking facts. (laughs) Yeah. Like, seriously, The prosecution, I believe, does not know the facts. I don't believe anybody except for the true murderer knows the facts. And honestly, I do not, in my humble opinion, believe that it is Brian Koberger or he acted alone, so there you go. I don't think it's I don't think it's Coburn at all. That's just yeah. I don't really think it is either. But I mean, but I will say this. Now remember, I mean, and a lot of people are saying that you know, with the whole Portland women and stuff, that nobody, you know, everybody was saying that you know none of these cases were linked. And what about these podcasters and everything? And I said, excuse me. We said from the very beginning when this first broke, this news broke about the missing women. That this is a serial killer. Mark our words. They will they will realize it's a serial killer, right? And we said it from the beginning and we never deterred from that. And then all of a sudden nobody's saying that. I'm like, uh, yes, we did. You so know, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. However, I think the Koberger case fits into a larger picture. Oh, I just think hit me. so too. Because as soon as Koberger got popped, mm-hmm. they went over to Dennis Rader's cell in Kansas at the... That's true, they did. Turned his cell, and since then, to my understanding, because I haven't talked to Rader in a long time, um, they keep on trying to get him to admit to these other murders to close out these cases. I think, in my heart of hearts, that this, because it just, it, it just all seems too coincidental that they yeah. would turn over Dennis Rader's cell uh-huh. because Koberger allegedly had an interest in Dennis Rader. So? It just it makes no fucking sense. I just think it's all a big... It's, it's, there, yeah, there's, there's something, something bigger going here. on, but he was a criminal justice major. major. Yeah, we do a podcast. Like I said, I've talked to Dennis... I've talked to fucking. I've talked to a lot of serial killers. We talked to Kearney. We talked to you've talked to Dennis. You talked to Kearney. We talked to uh, two. I mean, you talked to two people in San Quentin. I talked to three. Yeah. Um. We. You talked to Scott to cry. Uh. We talked to Todd. I yeah, mean. Cool. And does that mean that if if my if one of my neighbors down the road gets murdered, that you're going to be looking at me going, oh, it must be him. He talks to serial killers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have a podcast, you dumb fucks. And Koberger yeah. was a criminal justice major. You look at what you, you have to study what you're going to you're trying to get a degree in or what your business is. When I was getting my degree in music. I didn't talk to fucking serial killers. You want to know why? Talk to other musicians. I talked to composers because of getting my master's degree in freaking music. Exactly. Exactly. Jesus, pull your heads out of your ass, you it's dumbasses. Like, yeah, he was a criminal justice major. And you know what? I don't care who you are. Dennis Rader's case is a, it's like a Easter, I mean, like a golden goose egg for freaking uh as far as psychology and shit goes in criminal justice right 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 and it's uh, i mean what gets me with him turning his cell and saying you know did you have contact with this guy and uh, hey admit to these other crimes raider unlike many serial killers 
his daughter put it the best. He kept Nazi-like records. Yes. If he killed somebody, you're going to know about it because he kept very, very, yes. very detailed records. On, and still to this day does. Yeah. All of his correspondence. Yeah. When, when him and I were corresponding, you know, yes. he had to have a bunch of information like, um, you know, like uh, to, if I put any money on his books, exactly how much yes. the date and time that it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, on down the list. So... That's not a case where you can go, hey, did you kill the Smiths over on this street here? If he says no, and you didn't, especially if you didn't see it in his, his notes, then he didn't, I, I obviously he didn't, didn't fucking do, do it. it. Yes. It's part and of his psychosis. And he has always been very upfront about the crimes he committed. His, he even talked about the one that he didn't commit because of that sniper. Right. And, you know, his, because his, he has OCD as part of his uh, psychosis, and... He's going to keep records. He can't not keep, keep records. records. Yes, that's true. So why sit there and bug him? And like I said, just this whole thing is just a part of a bigger thing. I think that that's just yeah. Me. I I believe that there's yeah because there's a lot more going on here that you know people aren't really like latching on you know like taking into consideration because you know the fact that they try to link him to Dennis Rader and all this other stuff and try to link Dennis Rader to something else and everything and I'm wondering if they're doing that because Koberger had information on those other crimes too it could I don't know you know what I mean there I mean there I mean, that just struck me as a possibility so but that what's gonna stupid we have private information from serial killers on their crimes yes that hasn't been released you know, does yes. that make us serial killers? No. No. It just means that we hold by ethics that we will not release it because they asked us so not I'm going to let you finish this up because my voice is dead. So yeah. do your well, thing. Well, anyways, and there's just a couple of, um, there's a couple of things that I want to point out. That according to the timeline, and they're going by the timeline of when, um, What's her name? I can't remember her name right offhand. I didn't write her name down, and I don't have it pulled up. The one of the victims ordered the DoorDash, and it was delivered. Oh yeah, I can't remember her name. Kate, was it Kayla? No, it wasn't no. Kayla. It you're was, thinking of Kayla Brown, and it's not that. Yeah, plot. it was a weird name, but um, no. So she ordered the DoorDash, and it was dropped off. They're going by that time to the time when um, Dylan made her phone calls at I think it was four twenty-four. So between 4 a.m. and 4.24 a.m., they're saying is when the murders occurred. So 24-hour window. They're saying that in that 24-hour, 24-minute window, I just said 24-hour, 24-minute window, Brian Koberger allegedly parked his vehicle, entered the house, murdered four people, walked out, disposed of his clothes, disposed of the murder weapon, got in his vehicle, and drove away. Okay? Now, is it possible for a crime like this to be pulled off during that stated time frame? Yes. I mean, technically, yes. However, could one man who has never committed a crime like this in the past, so this would be a first murder, which was very methodical and pretty, tight, you know, well carried out. It wasn't you know what I mean? It wasn't sloppy. It wasn't unorganized. Right. And allegedly never been in this house before, so he would not know where all the rooms were, be able to accomplish that murder and get away. I mean, and dispose of the clothes, get away in 24 minutes. Highly unlikely. Like, the chances are slim to none. Right? So, this is the thing. <laughs> This would not be the first case in the history of history where law enforcement has fucked up an investigation. No shit. We've covered actually a few of those because there are a lot of those. Actually, I respect law enforcement. So, it's a hard job, but sometimes some sometimes sometimes you have this laser <laughs> radar that is wrong. Sometimes because, you all are fucking yeah. fucktards because you feel pressure to solve a case. So you will do whatever you can to, you know, form a case around false evidence you'll like i mean or, some of them have even been known to plant evidence let's not talk about that detective and i can't remember his name right offhand in the oj simpson case that planted the freaking blood that's mark Furman. yeah thank you yeah or yeah. or cover up for someone's nephew mm -hmm. just saying 
Just saying. Yeah. I don't judge. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm just kidding. I, I'm judging much, the fuck out of you. Pretty much we do. Pretty much we do. I mean, and freaking the whole, you know, there's another case down in California that we're working on that it was proven that one of the detectives took a wallet home of the suspect, then later put it in the vehicle without under without the recognition that 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 the forensics teams had already taken pictures and combed through that vehicle with a fine tooth comb, and then all of a sudden he goes, "Look, I found the wall," and they're like, "How?" Yeah, that's why. That's why we have extreme chain of custody yeah. laws now. Exactly, rules. exactly. So you know what? This is not the first time the authorities would have fucked up a case, and I believe that I believe there's a cover up involved or they are desperate to solve this case so they will do anything to pin it on this one person because somebody one person said i think he did it I, i'm not so. pointing the fingers at who might have done it however hey tim what is that over there oh, <laughs> she's sitting right across from me okay she looks like a big fucking sasquatch i'm pretty sure she killed those girls just out of jealousy what girl and, the ones in portland <laughs> and uh she probably killed the ones in portland and the ones in moscow she's crazy Please yep. help me. And the Please. guy, I just, the guy got in my oh. way. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, Tam. Yeah. Everybody likes you. I know. The guy got in my way. And like I have ever been, I don't even know where the fuck Moscow, Idaho is. In Idaho. I, well, I obviously, because when they first said the murders in Moscow, I'm thinking, oh, Russia. No, I was wrong. <laughs> so there you up. go. I got to go to bed. No. Yes, I'm wrapping it up. So we'll do another episode sometime, like in the week or something. Come over, like fucking, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday or fucking Monday. Oh, that's right, because you're taking Monday or Tuesday off. Yep. Um. Anyways, so there you have it. Let's wrap this up. Um. Uh, if you want to send us a, any comments or questions or just to say hi, write to send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com check us out on medium crime beat on medium wherever you get your blogs join our citizens of brutal nation group on facebook to join the discussion we have a lot of fun in there or you know join our fan page too you know where you can get some updates and not all the discussion but you can follow along with what's going on with the show there's two things hold on number one send scotty your boo pictures at scott.alexander at twistedbluellc.com um, or slide into my DMs. I'm cool with that too. I do love the boobies. Um, and hey, I'll tell I thought you, you were going to keep your mouth shut. Hold on. And matter of fact, if you're a big fat man, I'm a titty fan, and I want to see yours too. Um, <laughs> this just copyrighted. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pause. Hold the phone. What? I received a text message from Cheryl, our fan, yesterday saying that you could not see the what the fuck is wrong with this video. Oh, the naked chick? No, the chick with the big ass boobs that were very uneven. Like one was oh, no, practically the, down to her waist. And I one saw was that up one because she was gross as fuck. Dude, I was just like, oh my God. How I don't did want, he not see that? That one was good. No, I saw that one. Anyway, yeah, let's wrap was, it up. I'm okay, going to go yeah, so this. This show is copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. If you're hearing this on anybody else's show or podcast, they are lying, thieving bastards. bastards. Bye, everybody. Bye.